All right. So, do you do you want to wait till we start recording and then I flop one out? Or what? we're recording right now. So we'll oh, that's awesome. Yeah, fucking. Ooh, yeah. Watch the swears. Watch the swears. <laughs> I've even given myself like a Freddie Mercury little handle. Yeah, so bro. That might just... be. Yeah. <laughs> that might be all right. Uh, I got to break free. Ooh, that popped out. Should we go with that one? Oh yeah. All right. Okay. Oh shit. All right. <laughs> what does this say? What does this say? Queen of Pentacles. Is that like a, a derivative of tentacles or pen, is pentagrams? Is that what it is? Rob from Encircling C called it Pentacles, and I thought it was Pentacles. He would know. Oh, oh, he's yeah. quite he's quite into that pagan stuff, isn't he? Yeah, he, he is very much so. So you can call it Pentacles, Pentacles. Pente, pen, pen, we're going Pentacles, I reckon. So read that out on okay. mic, and this will be the start. I think we'll probably use some of this fun shit. All as right. As well. Okay. Okay. Protective, nurturing, resourceful, abundance. Down to earth, fertile, healthy, ecological, homemaker mother. Okay, this card could represent a person you know or will encounter, or some aspect of yourself that is present or to call upon now. The Queen of Pent- Pentacles, Pentacles, is a very practical and organised woman. She's successful in business and in creating secure, comfortable, oh, comfortable home for herself and those she loves. By making sensible decisions, she's made steady, sustainable progress. She's well-grounded and emotionally balanced. She cares for and protects others. She's a nurturing mother. When she appears in a reading, fertility may be represented. Queen of the Pentacles has a concern for the environment and makes sufficient use of resources. She's soothed by spending time in nature. It sounds like my wife, actually. She's not a mother, but this is my wife down to a fucking tea, and I'm going to get so much props for doing that. I should probably get on the microphone, that would yeah, help. Yeah, get in there. Oh, how do I tell you last name? At a street field. It's, it, and a lot of people have this problem. I used to get called Stratfield Car Radio at school. <laughs> by the, like, the young Lebanese dudes who'd always like, Oh, you're Stratfield, oh, Stratfield, bro. It's like, that's not how you say my name. Thank you very much, fellow <laughs> friend. Welcome to Fuck You Tarot Lady episode number 18. My guest today is Aaron Streetfield. Streetfield. Now, speaking of streets, we are currently parked on one. This is... The uh, Ligon? Are we on Ligon? We're, on Ligon, we're on Ligon Street. So this is the first time ever, ladies and gentlemen, we've done a podcast in a car. We're in my Colorado. It, we've had to... We've had to think on our feet like yeah. a driver, essentially, to do this podcast. Well, you did all the thinking. I just, like, used my feet. So, I don't know. I feel the credit is to you. Oh, well, thanks for coming on the show, at least. You're welcome. In this very, like, <laughs> random thing. Now, tell us about why you are here in Melbourne. You're a Sydney boy. I'm a Sydney boy, uh, and we're in Melbourne. We came in yesterday uh, to play our good friends Pagan's last two shows. It was going to be one. They sold one out, and... So they put one on Friday night, and yeah, tonight is their last, final ever show. They always knew they were going to sell out that show, right? They must have had that Friday night. I don't know. Well. I, I, I think they lead pencil. Yeah, I think they're doing the like we don't have tickets on ourselves and assume you know that kind of thing. Of course, and, and I get that. I do the same. It's like, nah, no one wants to come. But yeah, it sold out because they're a great band, and people give a shit. And I suppose that's the hard thing for them. I reckon is that it's like we're doing these last shows, but everybody's kind of like well, don't do the last shows keep going you know so I feel like it's a bit of a tough thing for them <laughs> it is it is a hard thing being in a band and I'd like to talk about that with you yeah. and your band as we go on with this podcast but let's start with your musical origins have you yeah. always been a guitar player yeah yeah I was I was real 
uh, I've always loved music. Like my my I got a lot of my music from my dad, who like it's like for as long as I can remember, he'd you know he's not a musician at all, but he's always really liked music and would just play music and at home and I sort of would just go through his CDs and pick the things that I liked and you know have dinner parties or whatever people over and he'd always be the one putting on the music and I I loved it all and then I sort of uh, I think I'd like I think I started playing tennis and I'd like one time just rocked out of my room with a like tennis racket and I was like man guitar would be so easy like you could just like strum it and the sounds would come out and you could just be real cool and then my brother got a guitar he's younger than me I'm, I'm the oldest of four and he got a guitar bought for him and I was so dirty about it and was like... You're like, where's my guitar? Yeah, I was like, man, I, where's my guitar? I'm, I'm the one showing interesting music. And he was kind of a little bit blasé about it. Didn't really... And I spent the time just playing that guitar. Like, he rarely played it. I just... I got on it and that was it. I was off. I was just like, this is the best. Um, and how old were you at that point, do you reckon? I think it was about 12, 11, 12, 13 maybe. Um, and I just like... I. I got the bug for it. Like I'd spend my, my school holidays just playing guitar and just trying to learn songs and then try and write my own songs. Um, yeah. And then I like got a job so I could set like eventually, cause we didn't have a whole lot of money growing up. I, I got a job, um, like as soon as I could and then just started putting money away to save up for a guitar. Whoa. What, and, what job was that? What were you doing? Uh, I started picking up balls at a golf course. In it the was, little car thing? With no, like no, no, no. It wasn't even that good. It was like they got like a piece of two by four and strapped like a cut off piece of PVC to it. And you <laughs> just have to go pick them up. And it was fucked because there was no, it wasn't built ergonomically at all. There was like a square piece of wood. And I was carrying that thing around for like two hours and the guy would pay us $12. It doesn't matter how long we worked. It was just 12 bucks. You turned up, it take, took you four hours, mate, you still get 12 bucks. Fuck. Sounds like child it was, slavery. It was hard work. But it's built me in the man I am today. I hate now, golf. <laughs> you hate tennis? You I hate, hate golf? tennis, I hate golf, but for fuck me dead. $12 for two hours? Actually, I lie. I bought a skateboard first, and I was really bad at that, um, and then bought a guitar. <laughs> I think That's... I broke my hand, actually, and couldn't play guitar for a couple of weeks, and I was like, fuck skateboarding, man. I'm not doing this again. Oh, you broke your hand skateboarding? Yeah, well, I, I like, fractured my wrist, and I was like, I'm not doing this again. I, I really want to play guitar. I can't. So I was like, well, I'm just not going to. I'm not going to ride skateboarding again. That's totally fine. Now, yeah. let's quickly jump back. You were talking about your dad playing music in the house. What yeah. kind of music was he playing? What was the kind of influence that was early on uh, in, your, in your brain? Yeah, David Bowie. I love David. Like, well, I, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm, I'm a massive David Bowie fan, but only for like, uh, was it uh, Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars? That album I fucking loved and I'd, I'd listen to it like all the time. Um, heaps. Like, you know, all the, all the dad rock things you know like he loved like Led Zeppelin he wasn't into like Black Sabbath or any of that really cool stuff he was just he was, he was quite he's, he's a little he's a greeny left woke greeny kind of guy but he's quite conservative he was a police officer for like 35 years but he right. liked you know liked to splurge on a little rock and roll every now and then <laughs> you know um, so yeah that oh, I'm trying to think what else Heaps. Dire Straits. I've got a lot of dire... It's all like... All this shit dads love. You yeah, know? dad rock. Dad rock. Yeah, and I loved it too. I remember, I remember being in like year one or year two and people were talking about all the cool artists of the time, which I had no idea about because I just listened to my dad's records. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. You guys ever heard like Stairway to Heaven? And everybody's like, just looked at me and were like, what the fuck is that? Were you weirdo? You don't listen to the Backstreet Boys? I was like, who the fuck's the Backstreet Boys? <laughs> and then I started, I was like, this is shit. Give me some Led Zeppelin, you know? Wow, so you were on it from a young age, you were a music Yeah, well, I just thought from... that's what everybody listened to. I didn't know. I didn't know it was cool or anything. I was just like, man, this is what I grew up listening to. That's all I knew, you know? Yeah. It's like if you're like an Amish person, you're like, yeah, yeah, people, you know, drive around on horse and carts, and then you get out in the real world, you're like, fuck, 
People got cars. Ridiculous. <laughs> That's what it was like for me, literally. Okay, so point. you've got a non-ergonomic way of picking up golf balls yep. to get 12 bucks. You buy a guitar. What was yep. the first guitar you bought? Was it like an electric guitar? Yeah, it was electric. My brother had this cheap Samick thing and I was like, no, I want a Fender like Eric Clapton. I want to be like Eric Clapton, just not as racist. And I... I don't think I was that racist, but I got that guitar and it was like a, a combo package where you, you spend like 300 bucks. It took me ages to save. Like, you can imagine, I had like two shifts a week and I was getting paid $12 each shift. It took me fucking forever. It took me like two years. I got the guitar and man, yeah, I got an amp with it. It was like sick. Just started playing stuff. And then I got a bit old and I was like, started listening to my own music by that point. Like friends at school got me into like Nirvana and The Offspring, you know, what every middle-class white kid was listening to at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, and then like... Most people again from the suburbs got into fucking new metal. I loved it. I like, oh yeah, System so you of a Down, bro. It was my jam. We were just talking Corn. about System of a Down last episode. Oh, dude, they're great. They're a great band. <laughs> I, I, they're pretty shit live, but I tell you what, fucking very innovative. That's music I do. I love that. They've, they've sort of taken these all these genres that are sick and used certain genres for certain uh, you know emotive expressions, and they've combined it all into this one cool different sound and it's great and you can knock new metal as much as you want there's a lot of shit but there's a lot of real groundbreaking points in music you know there was a point a little while ago where new metal was the punchline but now new metal has come back yeah. to the point where it's like it's not a joke again nah. anymore and people are doing sounds like new bands yeah. that are coming out and they're like 20 yeah and they're doing like yeah i'm really like we're it's like weird. a new metal band and yeah you're, like, you're saying it like it's not like it's not a dirty no. word like it's a cool genre it's like that that you know the retrofied like you know, Stranger Things. Oh, synths are cool again. Oh, thanks. You know, analog shit, sweet. People are like now, yeah, bro. Like, I seriously think Limp Bizkit is a good band. And people are like, not laughing at them. It's fucking hectic. And good on you, dude, because I was frothing Limp Bizkit. Again, this is what you did as a fucking middle class white kid. You know? Yeah, totally. It's my go to karaoke. Oh, bro. Well. Like, I know, I still am surprised at my own brain for knowing all the lyrics to certain Limp Bizkit songs. I'm well, like, when you flogged yeah. it a million times when you're a kid, you can't help it, can you? My brother is a really good, like, drawer or he was when he was a kid yeah. and he drew the significant other cover that right. dude you know yeah. throwing the oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah and it was like yeah. I stuck that on my door it was on my door for ages oh, so bro. Like, fuck yeah yeah dude remember, I remember doing that as a kid drawing just like on a right corner of my pencil case next to Mudvayne or some shit you know yeah oh yeah Mudvayne too I love Mudvayne sure. that was a little a little bit later I kind of like, oh Slipknot you know I was, oh but Slipknot that's a bit heavy you know I don't really like death metal so he's not really death metal, bro, but oh, I don't know. It was pretty, it was it the was fucking heaviest thing ever, Yeah, man. dude, I'd, I'd never heard anything like it. I never, I think someone had made a mine, uh, one of my best friends at school, still like one of, I don't see him much anymore, but but Jared Moody had, uh, he used to always like, uh, when we got a little bit older at 15, we'd go to like uh, Red Eye Records or, um, what was the other metal one? Um, fuck, I can't believe it, I can't believe it. I, was, I can't remember it. I was there nearly every weekend. Uh, in Sydney, but it was like a metal record place, and he'd just like pick out the most grossest album covers and be like, Oh, you ever heard of Six Feet Under? I was like, Oh, no, not really. And he put it in the car, and it's like, Fuck that, that's horrible, dude. That's gonna give me nightmares. I don't wanna hear that. They're talking about like chopping people up and shit. And then like Slipknot, I was like, Oh, that's the same kind of thing. But listen to it, I was like, Fuck, this is sick. I still, I've actually, you're talking about that new metal kind of is cool now. I was like, loved Slipknot as a teenager and then was like got older and yeah I listened to like niche bands thank you very much I don't listen to that child's play shit and then kind of went full circle now and like man I just want to listen to some Slipknot riffs that are so dumb but so sick and what's the era of Slipknot you go back to like because I only did the first two albums and yeah then, and is uh, it, is I don't really like the other ones yeah man the first record's great but the production's horrible but Iowa 
That's man. That's when they were like, let's do like, what do they like call it? Like Florida death metal kind of riffs, but fucking putting new metal shit. And it's just man, so many good riffs on that album. The production's sick. It's just like meaty, simple fucking. Oh, some of the riffs are pretty technical, but some of them are just like, dude, just bounce around and just you're just like, man, man, I want to kick someone in the face. Did you, what was the fashion like back then if you were into this kind of stuff? Did you have long hair back then? Or nah, did you... bro. I think I dyed my hair like Billy Joe from Green Day. Mm, solid. Uh, blue. Th- it was Did fucking... you have like a necklace? Did you have like a... Uh, no. All my friends did. I never have one. I think I think I might have wanted one at the stage, but I don't think I could afford it. So I never got one. But that was the vibe. And, and big three-quart shorts with heaps of pockets. I didn't have... Uh, fuck, 15. I don't have... Man, I didn't even have a phone. I don't know what the fuck I had all these pockets for. Like Kevin Smith jorts. Bro. Exactly. Clothes are way too big for me. A red cap that I've got backwards. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, teenage angst. I've got a lot of shit to be angry about. Uh, and, yeah, I think, oh, those bucket hats. You remember those, like, shit bucket hats? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and like, they're back now, too, they're back. man. I bought and one Hawaiian was... shirts. Yeah. Oh, People yeah. People are wearing Hawaiian shirts everywhere. Mm. I got a sick bucket hat in Korea, and I was oh, like, yeah. that's, a, that's a sick look. Yeah. You see Koreans wearing it, and you're like, I want to I want to be like that guy. No, you don't. You look like some tourists. <laughs> Get your Bing Tang singlet on and get out of here. <laughs> so we've jumped all over the place. Let's get back oh, to. Sorry. No, it's fine. I, I'm sure listeners are going to enjoy. Yeah, your you're gonna love this shit. Animated. You're an animated dude in this car, right? Yeah, now. I'm it's very. Good. I've had a couple of beers. Actually, I've been drinking for about two days. So <laughs> I just this would you go away from home and it's like oh, I'm gonna sleep on a cot. So I might just be drunk all the time. Yeah, it's a smart move and yep, we can talk yep. about tour life coming up as all right well, yeah, i'm we'll very interested back. in hearing how you guys tour because it must be wild i can assume yeah uh yeah yeah it is yeah well like, don't sugarcoat it when you oh yeah when you like get back to work or whatever in PU, how was your weekend i was like well i didn't sleep for most of it and uh i've got a lot of anxiety because i drank so much alcohol and smoked so many cigarettes and did a bunch of other silly things that there's no more serotonin left in my body but yeah my weekend was cool too oh not everybody does that all right i'm a drink. <laughs> <laughs> so talk, talk to me about you get this little Fender guitar yeah. with the combo. Yeah. And how old are you at this point? And so I think I was probably about 13, 14 by that point. So I've been playing guitar for a few years and I'd sort of really like got with it and ran with it and, and I was I kind of picked it up quite fast and was like straight away. As soon as I started learning a couple of chords, I was like, I want to write my own songs. And obviously they're horrible, but I was just like, that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to sort of create my own things and like, you know, I, dramas i'd have it at home or 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 school life like especially like uh uh, i got along with a lot of i'm quite an amicable person i can uh quite good at dealing with people putting on the brave face and and communicating with people but i did have a lot of bullying dramas at at school and at like sport and stuff like that I, i had a lot of issues with that so that was like my chance to be the fucking king in my own realm uh realm you know what i mean and and really be able to just like i've control of this and and you know, one day I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be fucking famous because I'm gonna be a guitar player for a band, and I'm gonna be cool, you know. Well, that happened though, because you're on this podcast. Because I think you're yeah, cool, dude. So fucking there you go. It worked out. Fuck, man, fourteen year old me can only see one day I'd be sitting in a car on Ligon Street, at the front of the Kurt, John Curtin, in a car with you, Rory. Fuck, he'd just be stoked. I would be too. He would yeah, be. Yeah. Dude, I mean, so many moments I do things and I'm like, fuck, man. If I was like, you kind of take, not take for granted, but you just accept it as the fact of, like, when we first, like, two of the friends were on, I was like, man, when I was like 14, I, that was one of my first live shows. And oh, I, whoa. I never would have, like, I was like, that, I want to be up there. I want to be doing that. But I, you always, you know, get a bit older. You're like, that's never going to happen. It's really hard to 
you know, do this thing. It's not this, this, you know, Hollywood idea of like, you just work real hard and you'll get there. And it, you know, that kind of does work, but you, you know, never thought I'd once be able to go have a beer with Jay down at the pub and be like, oh, this, this guy's my friend. This That's is sick. Wild. Yeah, dude. It's mad. High five in that little 14. Yeah, right? fucking oath. So what were you listening? Were you listening? So you listening to Friends with Rom? You were yeah. listening to some new metal. Yeah, heaps of new metal. Lots of new metal. Myers, our drummer, and I actually a couple of tours ago, we're both about the same age. So we kind of had this similar music growing up. Um, and so we were <clears throat> talking about new metal. Dean was just like, fuck that. That's horrible. Our bass player. And, and Drew's like, he was punk. He never got in new metal. Mm. And we were just going through these nasty, like, uh, like when new metal's big, all the sort of outlier bands like Skin Lab and stuff. And they're oh, fucking horrible, bro. Like you listen to it now, it's just like, man, this is shit. I had no idea what I was doing as a kid. Yeah, you're talking like, when you're talking like Spine Shank and those Spine guys. Shank, yeah, dude, we're going through all that yeah. shit. Spine Shank, what else? Like, uh, Drowning Pool. Drowning Pool, uh, uh, tap, Taproot, was that the band? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy would do the, rah, 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 like singing shit. Oh, bro, it's so bad. So, is this the kind of stuff you were writing? Like, were you writing new metal kind yeah, of stuff? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, it took had me a while. Had you the guitar? Well, no. So, I hadn't I hadn't worked that out yet. And I'd, I'd, I'd like, got, like, I was writing to Grinspoon as well. And, like, everybody was, like, especially when you try and start, like, a little school band. Like, everybody can play a Grinspoon song. They're like, hey, mate, you can sort of hit the drums. You can play the drums. You can try and play fingers with, play bass with your fingers and all, like, play that. And... I, I was trying to learn the songs. I, I think the internet was kind of bustling at that time. So like my dad had a work laptop. I'd sometimes get on and try and look up tabs and I could, I could play along the songs. I was like, man, this sounds, why does my guitar sound like that? Like I was trying to bar like the drop tune, but didn't know what drop tuning was. Mm. So I was playing standard tuning and trying to do that. And it just sounded horrible and discordant. And then uh, I think, I don't know, like a guitar teacher or something was like, yeah, you just like tune it down. And I was like, you are kidding me? I don't have to do bar chords anymore. I can just use the one finger. Fucking, I am not turning back. This is life for me. And then worked out, you know, that you, again, playing like System of Down. I was like, why does mine not sound the same? Oh, you can tune it lower? Get out of here. Yes. And that was it. That was it for me. I was like, I still, I love playing standard tuning. It's so much fun. But man. There's no much, like so much power in just being able to go, gog, 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 you know, scoop the mids out of there and just boom. I'm in a hardcore band. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's talk, what was the first like real band you started? Like once you figured out how to tune a guitar. Yeah. So uh, obviously, did you ever do lessons at all? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I did a few. I, like I'm fucking so lucky. Like we, we had, there was four kids in the family. Dad was a copper. Mum sort of didn't really work, but we struggled. We, we were real struggling financially for a long time so mum uh to put us through because i did really badly in like public school and they pulled me out and much of their distaste because they're avid atheists they took me to a catholic school because like a cheaper private school because they're very big on education she worked like three jobs to help that happen and so with that money as well she was doing it which she'd send us to guitar lessons um so i did that for a bit did that for a few years and then just was like uh, the teacher was like look you can keep going we can go right down the theory side or you can just you know, work it out. And I was kind of confused by that point. But anyway, uh, yeah, by the time I'd sort of done lessons a bit, I started a band with like a couple of dudes at school. Um, one of them was a drummer and I got along really well. We we're both in the same music and we kind of jam and just fuck around and not really do anything other than hang out. I think I started smoking weed at this point as well. So I think that kind of took priority. Like we're like, yeah, let's jam. And we'd like write a song and let's call our band Tempest or something or cool. That's a know? pretty cool name. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't keen at the time, but he was what he was. And I was like, well, you know, you probably got a better idea than I do. 
It's got some Shakespearean. Yeah, cool oh, yeah, 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 exactly. You know, metal, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, so we uh, just started smoking heaps of weed. And then <laughs> did the music? Did the music taste change because of smoking weed? Uh, you like start listening to sleep? And yeah. Shit? Nah, no, I never, never got into sleep. I, I don't mind some like. That. Yeah, no, I never got into. I kind of, I, kind of got into a bit more hip hop. I started to understand. It took me a while. It still wasn't years later till I really sort of got into hip hop and stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't smoke it heavily. Like I was just like I'd have it every now and then, and and I think it definitely was the uh, catalyst to my future drug binges. But <laughs> 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 if people say it's not a gateway drug, well, it might not be. But Jesus, it sort of helped me out. Um, yeah, so I was just I was doing that. I, to be honest, like I I did the, sort of dallied for a few years in high school, but where I grew up in the uh, southwest of Sydney, which is, uh, you know, it's suburbia, it's, it's Bougainville, it's a lower socioeconomic area. A lot of people into cars, they're into sports or they're into like dance music. So there was only a few people that were keen on that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, so I never really like, I always struggled to find people to jam with and it was always kind of a bummer for me. So like when I left school, I got a job and I, I kind of played guitar and then kind of just like had no idea where to take it. I didn't. I'd never been a real gig by myself. Like even when I turned eighteen, I had no idea. So what was this Frenzel Rom gig when you were younger? Like <sighs> that was like big day. I was like first big day oh, I went to. I was like so seventeen. You, yeah. So you'd never been to like a show where no, you? Yeah, no, no. Right. I didn't really. I know how where to start with that because like you know all the shows are in the city. If you wanted to go to music out where I lived, you had to go to like a church and stuff, and and that's not my vibe. Like you know, hey, some people dig that. I I was felt very isolated by Christianity in in my uh, growing up. I don't agree with it I don't believe in it um, you know so I didn't have that option it was like I'm not going to go to it I, I, I can't relate to this this doesn't make sense to me it goes against all the things that do make sense to me so I didn't have that option uh, and then I, I, I sort of got it wasn't until I was like 19 or 20 I'd actually gone to my first like local gig and you know was like wow this is like these people were just up there playing and I was so there I used to just go to shows all the time I'd get absolutely rabid drunk and just go to all these shows and just be a fucking menace uh, and then I met uh, Lee our ex bass player from Unicorn that was the first time I met him and, and sort of got along with him and eventually he would he left his band and started a band and I joined theirs whoa um, that was like your first band and that was my first band I was like fucking nearly 20 years old like I'd never been in a proper band like that wow so he was he was the person that got me started on that path um, you would never have been no. friends with Jay from Friends All Wrong. No, if it wasn't you... for Lee. Yeah, dude, straight up. Um, Thanks, Lee. Yeah, fucking oath. And yeah, that's how I sort of got started into the, the band thing was through him. And then like, you know, we started bands together and then we sort of went on and we did a band like eventually was probably the more noteworthy band that we made because all the other ones were pretty shit. Um, Snakes Get Bad Press, which was Sam Dillon who we had on the podcast. Yes. Uh, he was our singer. We sort of got to him and he was like one of the first people as well that I'd met who was just as fucking ri like i'm not here to muck around i want to this is what i want to do this is what i want to play with and he was just like had this energy of like lee and i hadn't had that for years we've been looking for people for years it took us years to find get like a drummer and a singer and he was another one who was just like i'm not here to fuck around let's make music and let's tour and, I and he's still not he's man that guy has so much drive he he's probably the only people i know who if he's got an idea or he has a goal he wants to achieve, he will sacrifice what he needs to 
to get that done, you know? And a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people are like, well, I don't really want to give up drinking or going out. I'd kind of want to do both. He's like, nah, well, if that's in the way and that's cost me money, get it out of the way. I'm going to get it done. And I, I admire that. I still admire that about him. And that's, you know, that was great to be around because I was keen and that was what I was into. And he was definitely another one who kind of was like, yeah, all right, I can find people. It's hard, but you can find people who are as keen as you are to do this properly, you know? Yeah, fantastic. Mm. So how long did Snakes Get Bad Press last for? Because uh, you guys were quite notable, like, uh, at, at the time. Yeah, uh, well, I think we, we'd had, we sort of started the band and, like, kind of sort of made friends with the dudes from Unicorn. We lo- I loved, like, Hospital the Musical. They were, like, them and, like, Omerata, which is some of the guys from Wheel of the Sea and Low and um, their old original band. I think I'd seen the Metro when Lee and I had just started, before we'd started Snakes, we were trying to get something together. We'd seen it was their last show and we were like, I think I'd just seen the Dillinger Escape Plan as well and I was like, fucking, that is the music I want to do. I don't want to fuck around with anything. That is the most aggressive, like, not aggressive, like, uh, out, most outpouring of emotion and, and energy I've seen on a stage before. I didn't know you could do that with metal music without, you know, like a lot of music. Yeah, people stand there and play you know technically technical music but this was like people who were just like fucking thrashing their guitars around and like just blood sweating and tears you know it was like that is that's the shit i want to do right like wow uh so that was that was i think the point where we were like all right let's i want to do a band like that right we started snakes and got sam on board and that's amazing and you said you mentioned hospital the musical which is drew's old band is that yeah so it's drew um mike who was the original totally unicorn drummer um they had a, a bass player then as well and Clancy was the original Totally Unicorn guitarist and they basically left the band without the bass player and started Totally Unicorn um, and they had a couple of bass players and then uh, Clancy left to, to like follow family and um, work uh, and yeah I actually a, a friend of mine Mark Owen had uh, who, who plays in We Lost to See he sort of filled in for a tour with them and he was like you know they're looking for guitarists you know, I think Drew might have dropped my name or whatever. And I was, I was kind of blown away because I think we played our first Snakes gig and they all came and watched at Blackwire Records. Um, and I think, I'd, like, I'd showed my stuff and they were like, oh, you know, like maybe as is a, a potential because um, I love the band. Like, I was such a fan. Uh, and then, yeah, I think I ended up having a tryout with them with, with Karen, the other guitarist uh, who'd left. Um, and, yeah, got the job. Sick. And it was, a, dude, it was, I was so stoked. That was finally, I'd been pushing working so hard at music for years for years and like girlfriends were just like what are you doing with your life and it's like you're not getting anywhere with it well they were supportive but it was just like i'd sacrifice things and it's just like it kind of doesn't make sense and i get it it's like, it didn't make sense it's like what i'm throwing this down to playing a shit band that's not doing anything you know um and it's then like, finally it's like doing a podcast in a car for a- <laughs> bro you just keep doing them in these cars one day might move up to a van. Yeah, maybe. That'd be great. <laughs> we deck it out, like put some lights in there. Rolling radio, yeah. Yeah, we could do that. That's actually pretty cool. Maybe paint like a cool logo. I think this is cool as shit what we're doing now. If you're going to see people, listeners, if you're going to see what we're doing right now, we're getting a few people. I mean, they can see the rest of my band up there drinking beers and smoking ciggies. I'm Are you like, a little jealous? Do you, want, do you want to see if they can ferry your beer down to you? No, no, don't do that because then you'll just get them yelling at me and hurling abuse at me and taking the piss out of me right now I sound real cool and such a great bloke they're just gonna <laughs> they're gonna cut me right down don't ruin it yeah, don't yeah, ruin yeah. the vibe yeah man alright cool so Dillinger was something on here yeah. um, for me cause that's I'm a huge Dillinger fan yeah. and that's something that we talked about when we first met when we first met was at the Winter Solstice Festival last year that yes. uh, yep. they put on at with my friends Club. 
Yep. Island Club in Geelong, yep. Bridie and Sam, we yep. all got together and said, let's do a fucking weird thing. Yeah, yeah, And then yep. Bridie was like, I think I can get Total Unicorn to yep. be the headliner. I was like, yeah, that was sick. Serious? That was fun, yeah. So thanks so much for coming down and playing that show. It was pretty wild. Yeah, it was. I was hanging out after was a fucking great part. We yeah. kind of kicked on with you guys after. It was so good. And that's when I was like, this guy's got to come on the podcast, Yeah, man. dude, we had a great time. Yeah, had some great stories. Sitting had... by the fire, just talking shit to yeah. all ours. I think we left at, Mines and I left at 7 o'clock in the morning. We had a flight at 9. <laughs> We were we were real bad. I slept at the, in the front of the gate of the airport. It was yeah. yeah we left about like nine ten a.m. and oh, then like that's right because I think when we landed, you guys were like, yeah, look, we're wrapping up or whatever. And I was like, oh god, well I'm just getting home, and about to jump off my first ball floor balcony <laughs> just to fucking <laughs> end this pain. But yeah, so we talked about Dillinger that night because yeah, mm. huge fan of Dillinger. Watching you play, there's so much Ben Weinman in you. Oh yeah, okay. you know, like, yep, 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 yep. is that? Do you like? Do you? Mm. Where Where does your inspiration come from from this kind of music? Because Dillinger seems to be a pretty obvious one, but like, yeah, what Dil- else? Well, Dillinger. I mean, Dillinger has been influenced more more the idea and the sort of DIY ethic and and the like. Obviously, like, man, you you can't sort of play this music without having a Dillinger as a reference. You know, they are the band for that kind of stuff. But mm. I, I I was very aware that. Like they're ridiculously technical musicians, and I and I can play technical to a certain extent, but you know nowhere near as good as my peers or a lot of people. And I, I'm sort of, I love a little more of the 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 tonal rock and rolly kind of rawer vibe. You know, a bit more groove face uh, based rather than just you know trying to fit a whole bunch of riffs in, which I have done before, but I'm not I'm not good at it. You know, like those bands are good at it and they fucking kill it you know mm. and it's like i i take influence from them probably for more of a uh aesthetic purpose i suppose but mm. uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't say i take any real like uh dillinger guitar playing because it's not i like it but it's not what i like playing mm. it's yeah i was gonna say because i'm not a guitar player mm. what i mm. see in you that's been is like is that energy yeah it's that yeah, kind yeah. Of, well that's i mean yeah that kind of fuck they you. wrote the book on that shit like, yeah you know, like, i mean a lot obviously a lot of bands have done that shit done you know performance in some regard like quite quite um uh, like passionately like that but like for that kind of music man you can't beat that band they're so good no they were so good sorry yeah r.i.p r.i.p <laughs> put a little drink so, out so you joined Total unicorn like how how many years in like have they been around for a couple of years yeah they like started 2010 and i think i started about 2013 2012 2013 i think i've been in the band for about eight years seven eight years i don't know i always think it's longer than it actually has been but uh that's fucking wild to think you, that total unicorn's been around for two yeah years. yeah well yeah 2010 they started wow um and yeah uh i i sort of yeah man it was like fucking it blew my mind like i was it was my favorite band i got to finally who was a band that people like loved you know like and they you know they could go play shows wherever they wanted they could tour you know whereas all the other bands it was really hard to do that because you were not a popular band or you're not a band that had any cred you know what i mean yeah like it's funny but it's true you know no it is and it, that would be the hard thing is like all right cool we've got this band we've got these songs we've got a yeah. set list going but it's like who's gonna who, let me play yeah exactly yeah. not many um, people <laughs> so like when you jumped in mm. and there's already kind of an established band there's already songs like how long was it before your playing and your influence kind of took over like, pretty much straight away like that we sort of i got in the band i learned all the songs and and Karen and i the other guitarist at the time learned all the songs and uh kind of because it was one guitar originally we kind of learned how to play his because he was a fucking he still is a weapon of guitarist he's not dead he's still alive thank you clancy sorry mate weapon of a guitarist like you know his hospital musical stuff and even 
though Unicorn was a bit more simple, simplified to what he was doing in hospital. He's just just a very innovative and, and out-of-the-box thinker of a guitarist. So we had to split his parts between the two of us, and we were trying to make them our own as a two-guitar band rather than a one. Uh, and then straight away, they were like, we're going to go Robotosaurus, who are like still one of my favorite bands in the fucking world. Manhater is my favorite record ever, I reckon. Um, and they said, we're going to do a split with them. So I, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm cool, man. I'm going to, I'll write songs. I write songs all, all day. Like, that's what I do. I've been writing songs since I've been like Fuck yeah, 12. yeah, dude, I'm keen, you know? So I, well, it was supposed to be Karen and I to write the songs for these splits, but he, he kind of, um... I'm not gonna. He's not here to defend himself. So I'm not gonna badmouth him, but he, he kind of didn't get involved in it, and I, I just wrote them. And I wouldn't say they're the best songs I've ever written because I was under a bit of pressure to do it. But I, I was pretty happy with them. Like they, they turned out pretty good. I mean, we still, to this day, still play guts. One of them. Um, Great. Right. Now and then, but um, yeah, record straight in there and we recorded an EP, and that was uh, sorry, a split with Robotosaurus and did a tour with them, which was sick. It's the first time I met Myers. I was just about to say, and then years yeah, from drummer, yeah. did you know that Myers was gonna like? Did you like that? That's a dude that one day I'm gonna play. In no, a band I was with, hoping like, not because I've met him. Like I was real disappointed <laughs> when I met him because I was like I fucking adored that band. I still do, and met him, and he was just like an absolute cunt to me. I think when I met him, I was fucking so bummed, and I think what? actually later than the night we all like took some party favors and we're all lovely dovey friends and he'd apologize he was like sorry for being an asshole mate right and i was like oh maybe he's not so bad and then when mike had finished up he's like you know Myers is going to be the band i was like king because i was like dude's a weapon of drummer like plays in one of my favorite bands sick um and yeah never kind of really would have thought i actually never thought i'd be in a band with a dude which is crazy it's another one of those things where it's like i'm playing in a band with a guy whose band i fucking admired for years you know and now he's i'm in the band with a guy you know and we're writing music together it's crazy that's awesome dude. it's sick it's i still have to pinch myself sometimes and go that's you know mad i mean now i realize how much of a fucking asshole he is sorry Mike. he's <laughs> you, not you're i love him. At him while you're saying that he's, 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 i'm just staring at him while he's having a beer no he's he's a beautiful man luckily all the totally unicorn dudes have colorful hats on so yeah you can that's see how you can them tell all. them they all got the same beanie just in a different color <laughs> is that drew in the yellow one yeah, and is that Mize in that's the purple Mize one in the purple hat there's dan from pagan having a having a chuff on a ciggy and Drinking some cold beers, and the Dean's there somewhere. You can't see him. He's he, wearing the red hat. Him. Is that him in the red hat? Yeah, he's got a like to his draft hat. It's so sick. It's like a full like eighties to his. He's, yeah, he's a he's a fashionista. Now to talk to to round up the the new lineup. So mm. Dean's your new bass player. Dean's your new bass player. I was just uh, saying to you before that you I'm a gay a, Paris fan. I'm a yeah, yeah, huge gay Paris Great fan. Band, yeah. I saw them. They did that last tour they played in Melbourne at the yeah. time. I went and um. I've seen them play so many times, Cherry Bar, Quantum yeah. Hotel, all that shit. Love those guys. And yeah. he's got such an infectious oh, man. attitude on stage. Yeah. He's super fun and he's yeah. like he'll yell without a microphone. Yeah. You can hear <laughs> it. Like he just he doesn't need a microphone. And you're just like, holy shit, look at this dude. So oh, man, he's, how's yeah. that been having Dean it, join the band? Dude, it's it's when when they Drew put the idea forward and I was like, and they quote this to him all the time. They were like, All right, we're thinking of getting Dean in the band because Lee was leaving, and I was like, look. We are all pretty bad alcoholics. Like we all drink heaps and we're not good with substance abuse. We're, we're pretty bad. Well, I don't know. Cause you know, I drew and I, along with our manager, he, he obviously does a lot of shit, but drew and I do a lot of the, 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 uh, you know, ancillary stuff with the band. So, you know, the organizational stuff. And I was like, look, I don't want to have to add another person who's just going to encourage our raucous behavior like let's get a responsible person in here because i've seen what dean's like he loves a drink like we do we don't need any more of that and they're like no 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 but and i go i'm 100 admit that's that was my attitude 
it has been the best fucking thing ever happened. He's like one of the most funniest people. Like he can't, I can't even explain how funny he is. He's just always on and he is fucking hilarious. He's a great bass player. We started writing new music. We, we write another record. We, we've got like a whole bunch of songs. And Myers and I would write the music. We, we go together real well. Um, but we'd always be missing that kind of third element to help push that it third on. Heat. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's quite a good communicator in the room. So, he, man, it's having him in there, it's been so good. That's um, really like, exciting. It's been one of the best decisions I think we've made in a long time. It was great. Because, yeah, that was something that I've written down here was that, like, there's been a lot of member changes in yeah, the core. Like, there's yeah. people kind of coming in and out yeah. at different times. Yeah. And now that we say you've been around for 10 years, that makes a lot more sense now. Well, you get, like, you know, right. I mean, like, this band's great and it's, like, I love it. But, it, it, you know, it's a hard slog. You're not earning money. You're spending money. I work two jobs to do the band, you know, and, like, we all throw a lot of money towards it. Um, but we love it. But, you, you, you know, you get older and it's kind of like, all right, the, the excuse of you playing in a band's kind of getting a little fucking naff. You know what I mean? Like, you're 34 years old, bro. Like, you're married now. Yeah, you're you got... married. You should be doing some, like, I don't know, stock something. Like, investing in stocks. I don't know what people do, that stuff. Having barbecues and shit. I don't know. So you're worried that you're not living up to your full adult life? Oh, I don't yet. care. I love it. I fucking love doing this, man. It's so much fun. It's just more the, the social... Not There's not this social pressure, but like, you know, kind of... Societal pressure. Yeah, I don't know if it's just in my head, but it's kind of just like, yeah, like, you know, how long are you going to do this before you realise it's a waste of time? Well, I'm happy to waste the time. It's fucking good fun. I was going to say, all time is waste of time, right? Like, yeah, we're bro. all going to die. You yeah, man. Well do what you like doing. I get to do shit that a lot of people never do and never probably will do. It's mad. And, you know, especially when you get at this age, it is hard. You get kids or you get family and you're tied down with that. I'm fortunate enough that I can still have a weekend away with my friends and play shows and just fucking laugh from, like, the time we meet up to the time we go home. Like, it's, man, it's so much fun. And even when shit time's shit and we've lost heaps of money and we're, you know, hungover and hating life, it's still the best. It's the best. It, that's, why you, that's why you do it because it's fun. It's so much fun. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that, mm. man. It's really good. And especially because in the music landscape now, you don't make money. You know, like it's yeah, not... Yeah, unless you're, you're a band that, that do well. Like like the chats, mates of our chats, man, they, they kill it. And it's, you know, good on them. It's fucking mad. Mm. They can they can make a living off that, but it's not everybody. And it's, yeah, especially like the music we play, it's not it's not popular music, you mm. know. Not that I'm trying to sound cool or whatever. It's just a reality situation. Not everybody wants to hear someone screaming at them, you know, and that's, that's fair enough. Well, yeah, that was something I was going to bring up that uh, I was kind of curious about because people love to label bands. Mm, mm. They love to put like mm. a little in brackets their subgenre yeah, or yeah. whatever. Like, and it makes sense. I get. It. I, you, like, everybody's like, "Don't you don't put me in this box, man?" But that's, that's how you communicate. It's part of communication. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Like if you're at a barbecue, yeah. in your adult life, and oh, it's all yeah, kind of like, being... yeah, don't like Metallica. Yeah, yeah, exactly like Metallica. Actually, yeah. Do you what? Want to buy my CD. <laughs> <laughs> Good sales pitch. Yeah, get, just get those Spotify likes up for me. So, what, what do you call Total Unicorn? Like, do you guys, is, how do you communicate? Because it's very, like, it's it's uh, electric and it's emotional mm, and mm, it's kind of, mm. it's it's almost like you need to be at the show. Yeah, you, know? you like, do, yeah, hearing, yeah. Hearing, like, Sorry was pretty good because it was a pretty close, accurate kind of representation. I guess yeah, with the yeah. recording, there's a lot of room sound. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Drew's vocals always seem a little bit, like, yeah. further away from yeah, the microphone yeah. so you kind of hear the room that he's screaming and, like, uh, <laughs> Is that was that an intentional thing for that album to kind of get a bit more of that live energy yeah, in the recording? I, yeah, I mean, like I always like when people ask, I say it's it's like a heavy punk band, and I suppose that's not true in the sense of I mean, I, I think it's punk music. I sort of hate that idea of like, oh, punk music has to be like Boys. four chords played really fast and sound like you know the Ramones. Like, fuck, that's not punk music to me. 
I think it's it's a it's a heavier punk. I mean, we're not really a punk band in that traditional sense. We're not really a a metal band because we we don't really have metal bits, but we kind of do. I don't know. It's kind of it's it's the music I think we've all grown up with that we like those bands that that have that like just trying. I find that interesting of just throwing a bunch of different flavors together and and you know sometimes it doesn't work and it sounds like a horrible mess but sometimes when it does like i, I find it pays off and it's cool um i yeah i don't know i don't know i mean yeah you ask any person in a band like what you explain your band it's like, oh man like you can't really describe it like it's just oh, it's so fucking out there I don't know. And it is, I'm too I'm too close to it to, to be able to say that. It's so. fucking out there. And that's why I was curious because I wouldn't know, like if someone said, oh, who'd you have on last podcast? It was, oh, a guy from this band. And it's like a, fuck, I don't know. Yeah. You just got to see it. You know? Yeah. Like, and it's hard because you can put on a record people and they'll just be like, I'll turn that shit off. But like, if you put it in a, in a live venue, people, a lot of the times, like even last night we met these like, uh, this group of like Irish people who were like over here and they came to gig I think they obviously came to see Pagan I don't think anyone came to see us <laughs> they were like fuck that was fun like we don't really like heavy music but you know that was a good time and that's like a common thread you know people who don't necessarily like that kind of uh, kind of music can still get enjoyment out of it and I think that's great like I love that I love seeing people walk out with a smile on their face because the live show was fun yeah, yeah it was yeah, so, such yeah. an intense time like at yeah. Winter Solstice like Drew's taking the lighting rig and like yeah. putting on his head and like walking around. He's pouring beers for people behind the bar and then, like uh, you know, like it, it's a it's like you never know what you're gonna get with a total unicorn. Yeah, show. yeah, and that's like you know that's how it sort of should be for us. I think like it's, I mean you know sometimes you sit there and you're like you know Drew you used that joke last night. Like, <laughs> come on, mate. But if it killed the night before, he should yeah. use it again, right? I don't know. I think he's just got to probably had too many beers and trying to. Had his, his memory recollections not happening for it. He's like, I'll just use that joke from last night. Did I use that joke last night? Who knows? Um, that's cool. We play the same songs every night, so well, the fuck not. I get it. You can say the same jokes. Yeah, so. exactly. You're not whipping out. You're not whipping out new riffs. Yeah, either. I'm not fucking improvising or anything. Jesus, who am I to who am I to comment? Fuck, what an asshole. <laughs> Another thing I want to talk to you about before we uh, move on to we'll do some we'll do some lightning round questions after okay. this, but yeah. I want, I've got a couple more things on my list here. Um, food, you're a big foodie. Yeah, dude, I love food. So, I love cooking. So tell us about where does your love from food or food come from? Um, when I like I said when I was growing up, we we mum was working at one point like three jobs. Dad was away for a bit for for um, the police. He was a police officer. Uh, so we kind of, mum would have to feed us and, and we didn't have money to go out and eat. So it had to be home cooked all the time. And I, I used to just get fed up with it. I was just like, oh, fuck it. This is shit. What is this? I don't want to eat this. Where's my McDonald's? Yeah, well, just not even that. Just like, I didn't like the food they were cooking. And, and, and so I was like quite young and I think I started cooking like bacon and eggs in the morning, learned how to do that. And then it was like, well, I could just cook it how I like it. I don't have to eat this. How do you like your eggs? Uh, oh, there's plenty of ways. Anyways, I love I love like soft boiled eggs with a bit of uh, Maggi seasoning on there, man. I'll tell you what, what's so ma good. like Maggi is in like Maggi? Oh, bro, it's the best. My wife got me onto it. She got like the Germans love it. It's like a, it's like a. It's not soy, but it's like that kind of mixture of stuff. Oh, it's, it's the best shit. Mummy, the bit of that. Yeah, that. yeah, spot on. Mm. Um, yeah, so I just learned it out of necessity, and I moved out of home quite early uh, when I was quite young as well. So I kind of had to fend for myself then, and 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 feed by myself quite young. Um, like I was just fresh 18, I think, and I, or maybe even a bit before, I can't remember, but, uh, I moved out and had to like buy my own food and cook for myself. So I'd kind of learnt then, like started with two minute noodles with some frozen veggies in there and, and shit like that, and then built up to 
you know, being able to, you know, and still growing up and still not having a lot of money and, and going, well, if I can't go out and eat out, like I want to make those things here and make it real good and, and, you know, try to perfect that kind of stuff and, and get something I really want to eat. Is there any tips or tricks you could give to the listeners, you know, like mm-hmm. based on your years of experience of cooking on how to like improve on some simpler meals or how to cook something that's like kind of easy that they should be doing? Uh, man, I just, I feel like you don't need to have like, you know, you hear all these like chefs like, oh, you know, fresh produce. And it is, man. You can do really good dishes with fresh, great ingredients and simple and, and it's great. But like, man, fuck, I, if I've got a, a can of beans, a can of tomatoes and a bunch of like herbs, I can fucking turn it into something. And that's something I've, I've had to learn because I was so broke all the time. Uh, man, you can make, stock, stock yourself with some fucking herbs, dry herbs and, and stuff that's non-perishable and you can make heaps of shit. It's easy. Good, good advice. Mm. Really good advice. Yeah. The only thing I wanted to bring up was uh, I've just been like obsessed with Doom the last couple of the game or the, yeah. the music. I fucking love Doom, bro. Yeah, so I can't, I'm I was, so keen for I that just, new one. Yeah, dude, I wanted to just talk to someone on the podcast. Yeah, bro. Like, because in like the post rambles, I kind of mentioned a bit of video gamey stuff. And yeah. I'm a big gamer. Yeah, bro. But like in the last couple of weeks, my anticipation for Doom Eternal is growing. I got looks so good. One, two, and three on PS4. They released yes. them like a half price on the store. Fuck yeah. So I've been playing like old school Doom and it's yeah. like the music rips and it's fucking brutal. Yeah, dude. And this, and well, I mean, the, this 2016 reboot, great, remake, whatever. Great game. Yeah. So like, tell us about your, tell us about your relationship with gaming. Like when uh, do you get time to do that? I don't get much time. I, like, when I do, I'll start and then I like, I'm not home for a bit or I'm like working or I'm like writing music or I'm trying to do band shit um, or, or, you know, see my wife and hang out with her and, and try and do stuff with her. Um, but it, I, I use it like I always have played games I've played them since I was like young like we never really had a um, Nintendo or that we weren't allowed to buy it I think we finally got one year I think when my parents kind of maybe got out of a bit of a hole or whatever mum was working they bought a Playstation and that was like the first one first thing we'd ever got and um, man I love it I, I've loved it ever since but I, I what were you playing on that Playstation back in the day? Uh, heaps of Crash Bandicoot I think <laughs> heaps of Crash, Crash Bandicoot and then I think I got like Resident Evil from. I used to hire because we, we couldn't afford the games we'd go hire them at the video store and it was yeah. like you know for like seven bucks you can get it for a week um, but yeah I just I, I yeah I don't play much anymore but I I use it sometimes when I'm like if I'm smoking too much weed all the time I'm like if I stop doing that or stop drinking that's my getaway bit where it's like okay well I've done all my chores um now I can just sit down and sort of, you know, get taken off into another world by playing a game and, and doing that. And sometimes I think it's a much healthier deal than smoking weed and drinking heaps. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, I think it's a better advice for you. Yeah, yeah, I think Probably so. Probably just expensive though. You know, you got to buy games yeah, all the time. Dude, yeah, dude, yeah, and you buy them and then I'm like, I buy it and then I like finish it or I get over it or I, I, I get, I haven't played it for so long that it's like, I mean, I'm so far into the game that if I try and start it now, I'm shit because I, I haven't been... I'm not, you know, lubed up from playing all the time, you know? So I'm just going to have a bad time and I'll get frustrated and I'll start drinking again. <laughs> I've also heard Myers is, a, is an avid Call of Duty player. Mika was yeah, he's, those oh, dudes man. are like on he, the Call of yeah, Duty. Yeah, it's so funny. He was like, I don't think, like he's always like, obviously like everybody grew up and played a bit of games and all that. But uh, his boss bought him this Xbox uh, like a couple months ago and he is just like Drew and I joke about it all the time he's like where's my oh he's in the trenches you know because he, <laughs> <laughs> he can't come he's, he's going to war um, he loves it he's so into it he's like yeah Drew I get videos from Drew all the time where he like pops into his room because they live together and he's got his headset on he's like fuck it fuck it fuck it like yelling like, go to the trenches go to the trenches uh, it's so funny he's so into it 
And he's always like, oh, I play with Mika all the time. Yeah, um, it's sick. I gotta, I gotta get on that. I'll, yeah, bro. I play with those guys. I, I play with Mika a bit, and it's heaps of fun. Yeah. Oh, I oh, never play dude. online. My internet's shit. I live in Marigold, and the internet there is horrible. Oh, I had we had shit internet at my new place for like two weeks, and I was like, oh, this sucks. And then my roommate Tom was like, oh, we can get NBN. I'm like, yeah. Because yeah. I, I was like, this is gonna be fucked. Now oh, yeah. I can get on. Now I can play FIFA with my dad. <laughs> Does your dad play FIFA? Nah, my dad doesn't play games. He doesn't get it. Oh, he showed me Doom. He's the first one who got me Doom. Actually, he got me Wolfenstein 3D on his computer. Fuck yeah. And then uh, Doom got that, and I was like, nah, Doom, I'm just going to play Wolfenstein. It's too scary. Oh, yeah. But then I got into it, I was like, this is the fucking best game ever. I only had the shareware version, though, so I didn't Oh, everyone did. No one yeah, had dude. those other three worlds. It was yeah, just that dude. first one. Yeah. yeah crazy ass. I'm on the PlayStation 1 now. I'm like, I don't know any of these levels, because I've never seen... Like, yeah, I never, yeah, I never I, got that far, bro. It's shareware. Yeah, I just had the one floppy yeah. disk. Um... Uh, oh yeah, I think we've pretty much covered a bunch of stuff. It feels yeah. good. How yeah, do you feel? Yeah. I feel good. That was you, nice. That was good fun. We're gonna do a lightning round though. Yeah, let's we finish do it. Up. Are you, yeah. you up for that? Yeah, yeah quickly. Can you just fill some time while I get it up? On my yeah, phone? bro. Um, let's T- see. Talk about Total Unicorn. What else is coming up? You're recording um, some. You, I mean, you, you're gonna record a new album soon. Yeah, yeah. So we've, we've been writing. Um, we did like a writing session with uh, our mate uh, at Def Studios Antics, Daniel Antics, great bloke, great studio in Cornell. Uh, so I'm just going to plug him cause he was awesome and, uh, looked after us down there. It was a fucking great time. We spent two days down at his studio, which is sick. Uh, we slept there and drank heaps of beers and, and wrote music and it was great. So we got a lot of stuff then and, and we're just, uh, after these shows, we're just going to get straight back into it and keep writing. And I, I think we're going to aim to have something out real soon. Yeah. That's great, man. Yeah. Now, actually, one more, one more thing, actually, mm. before I forget, because I'll kick myself if I don't ask. We were talking uh, at that fire party yeah, afterwards, yeah. after Winter Solstice. You were telling me this story about uh, a dude who got naked after a show. Do you remember that story? Oh, could yeah, you, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he comes to our shows all the time in Brisbane. Uh, he wasn't technically naked. He was wearing, like, one of those, what are they, the Borat? The Bora- Mankini's? Oh, Mankini? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had that on underneath his clothes? Yeah, well, it must have. Because, like, it was the first time he'd come and seen... He comes all the time now. He's, he's a real nice bloke. Like, gets loose. But he, he's, he's lovely. And they've got a whole crew of them that come every time in Brisbane. And they're legends. They're lovely. They fucking drink with us. And they're great. Um, but this is the first time we met him. He, like, when we were playing, he's like... I don't think they knew about us. So they'd seen us. And they were just like... They were raging hard. Um, and after he was like, we're out front having a smoke and he's talking to me and he's with his like girlfriend and he's like, yeah, that's great. Show. I was like, thanks. And he was like heaps wasted and just being a punish. He's like, oh, you reckon I should like just take off my fucking clothes, like run up the street. And I was like, yeah, look, I wouldn't advise it. Like, please don't actually, please don't do that. Cause it's man, I can't handle that stress at the moment. Eh? Like I just want to have a cigarette and chill out after the show. He's like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. And the security, there was like a security, oh, one of the bus security guards in Brisbane. He's like, oh, don't you do it, mate. Don't you do it. And I was like, look, look, dude, you, you're going to get done. He's like, yeah, well, I'm going to fucking do it. And stripped down and had the mankini. Yeah, he must have had it on. He had the mankini on and then just like sprint up the street, stopping cars. Cars were stopping. And he was like, like jumping on the bonnets of the cars and like like flashing his dick around in the thing and I was like oh my god did not need this and then he's like as he's sort of run up actually I don't want to talk about it I think I was actually filming it so I can't really <laughs> take the higher ground here like I was oh that's that's not very sensible I was filming it from memory uh, and then yeah as, as he sort of ran up the road his like girlfriend like sprint up the road chasing out yelling at him and sort of was like, not again. Ah! So it was like, oh, I, this was not an isolated incident, I don't think. And we bore witness to his, uh, his mankini, mankini nudie run. 
It's the kind of effect you have on people, you know? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it is. Because sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, he's a guy running around in his underpants. So that's going to excuse me for carrying on. It's like, okay, like there's a limit, right? Like give people their personal space. Don't touch them. Yeah. And don't harass anyone who does not want to be harassed. Like, you know, <laughs> some people don't get that. They're like, oh, yeah, he's doing it. And I mean, Drew kind of does that, I suppose. But like, you're at the show, that's how it is. But that's him doing it. But Drew's not really doing that after the show, though. Having no, a cigarette, not at all. No. He, get, he puts himself back together yeah. and he comes out and, you know, yeah. has some sense of normality. Yeah. Well, I just mean like, you know, and especially at shows, like, I think it just kind of encourages people like that who are like, yeah, all right. Well, if you're going to do it, so could I. So, nah, please don't. Please don't. Please don't. We're, we're, we're kind of getting paid to do this, so. <laughs> <laughs> You're not. We're, we're paying to do this. Yeah, we're paying to do this, you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, cool. So we'll jump into the quick fire questions. Yep. You can get into this gig yep. with Pagan. Yep. And I you can, can sink beers. You can send them off. Try not to get too drunk before a play and cook it. <laughs> <laughs> Has that happened? Has that happened That's happened plenty of times, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry anyone who's seen me when I've been too drunk, but it's a, it's a, it's a real hard thing to balance. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like you want to, you know, settle those nerves. You want to feel confident yeah, on yeah. stage, but you also don't. I've just wanna... also got nothing to do for five hours before the show. So it's like, what's going to do? You drink, don't get in smoke a car and do podcasts. Well, this every is good. Time. That's why I was like, let's do this because I'm going to not drink for about an hour, and that's the best thing I can. I do. am. I'm giving you this <laughs> you window of clarity. Exactly. You know, <laughs> <laughs> next time I'll bring the PlayStation. Yeah, dude, bring along. We'll have I'll a do game. You know what we're gonna do when we get this van? We're gonna pimp it out, and we'll have like a TV screen in there. We'll have some PlayStations. A bomb. You know. Yeah, yeah, and I'm down. And a bomb. That's probably not good because I'll be even worse at playing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's get cracking. All, All right. right. Analog or digital? Uh, well, that it's tricky. It depends. I don't know. Uh, analog's great. I love it, but I'm not like one of those people like, oh, it has to be analog, bro. Like, I don't care, man. Like, if it works, it works. Sorry, I just dropped my digital sunglasses. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, look, analog. I got analog because it's cool and I need street cred. So, fucking yeah. Analog, bro. All day. What time did you wake up today? Uh, I woke up at eight because I had heaps of anxiety and like couldn't get back to sleep because I was, I drank so much piss last night and then I just kind of rolled around in bed and hoped someone would get up and talk to me. So eight o'clock, yep. Oh, sorry, 8.30. And then I went back to bed. So 9.30 maybe. <laughs> <laughs> last thing you read? Uh, Charlie, I love reading. So I read, I'd never re- understood the, the deal with Chuck Bukowski. So I gave Charles Bukowski a go and read the post, was it post office? postman i read that one the the one before it was better uh ham on rye that was i really enjoyed that book cool um i'd never heard of bukowski before uh yeah. idols the singer joe talbot mentioned oh, him right. in the interview and i was really? like and i put oh, it in my little list my little pool oh bro like, great really funny really good guy's a piece of shit but uh great writer knows how to write yeah knows how to write All right, horrible cool. horrible uh bit of a misogynist and a, a woman abuser which definitely don't condone but a uh, great writer mm. Mm. you've got to separate the art from the yeah sometimes hard but yeah great good books mm. interesting uh, what's your first memory um, I think I remember being I have a lot of real weird ones but one I particularly remember is being at preschool and them handing out our drink bottles we brought from home and mine had my name on it the lady gave it to this other kid and I was like I was too young to be I was like no you bloody idiot that's my drink bottle and I just remember staring at this kid across the table and he's looking at me he was just chugging this whole bottle of cordial I had and I was just like you son of a dude bitch. you had cordial in your water yeah, bottle yeah what flavour I don't know I think it might be a, uh, orange, what's the orange crush was that was it crush what was it mm. tra- tra- orange flavoured yeah one of the whatever it was like probably like a black and gold version of it, I think. <laughs> still still better than water though yeah I, you bro, know, bloody as a kid you, as a kid mate 
That's cocaine, that shit. <laughs> mm. um, tea or coffee? Coffee. I drink about four cups of coffee a day. I love a good coffee. I drink short blacks. Boom. Smack it down. Short blacks? Yeah. Smash it with a cigarette. Love it. <laughs> Last thing you cooked. This would be a good one for you. Uh, what did I cook? Well, it's hard for me sometimes because when I work at the bar and come home, I'll be like heaps drunk because I finish and then I'll have a couple of beers and then go home and have a couple of beers and uh, get ripped and like, oh, I'm going to make some munchies at four in the morning. Um, so there's a lot of stuff I make that I can't remember. But I, what did I make the last one? Uh, I bloody can't remember. I haven't been doing a lot of cooking this week. We've both been really busy. So we've kind of just like thrown together a bunch of stuff. Probably nachos. We do these vegetarian nachos, which are our go-to, because they're just full of every kind of vegetable and just chuck a bit of cheese on top and some coriander and chuck it in the oven. It's beautiful. Sounds good. Yeah, it's nice. Um, it keeps jumping up for some reason when I unlock my phone. Uh, if you were reborn, who or what would you like to be? Um, maybe a cat. Why do animals have sex all the time? I don't know. Some of them. <laughs> Ones that don't have to work for it and just get it all the time. Sex. I don't know. Is it? Maybe just a, yeah, I don't know. Maybe dolphin or something, I don't know. Something cool. Uh, I don't want one of those ones. Yeah, look, no, we go a cat, because like, at least if you're, you've got less chance of being eaten by something. Very true. Uh, what inspires you? Uh, everything. There's, there's inspiration in everywhere in life. Life. Being being a working class person, I think, is, is a good source of uh, inspiration. Commuting to work and have to deal with fuckwits on the trains. and My yeah. wife, my wife's very inspirational. She's very... She's beautiful. She's the queen of pentacles. Yeah, bro. She is. She's she's the glue. She holds it all together. Should we should we talk about your wife a little bit? How'd you yeah, why meet? not? Let's uh, jump. Let's forget rapid fire. Let's fucking talk, uh, talk about that. She is the. I guess this episode in some weird. Yeah. Way. Uh, How'd she you guys meet? Met her through like a friend I was living with years ago. It's a real convoluted story. She was going out with like one of my housemates. I was going out with another girl, and then I kind of left the other girl and kind of started seeing her. We sort of were friends for years, but then sort of fell in love, and yeah. And then got married like four or five years ago. Shit, I'm sorry, but I don't remember that. But I think it's 2015. Yes, so it's five years ago. Wow. Mm. Pretty sure it's 2015. <laughs> I think it is. Oh, no, I haven't got a good memory for stuff, maybe because of all the drinking, but probably not. Uh, last record you played? Uh, ooh, it probably was. Oh, I gave that, that new Mac DeMarco one a go. Uh, it's a real good lovemaking record if you're into that. Listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really, that's really cool. I'm not really into Back to Marco, but it's, it's nice. Uh, it was either that or probably one of the ones I just rotate all the time. It's my kind of go-tos. And what I'll, are they? Probably like Title Fight. I know it's so weird to say, but I, I, they, I just love that band. It's like that just college punky stuff. I don't know. They're just like, when I'm really anxious, they're just really easy sort of, it's easy listening for me. Excellent. Um... Favorite piece of musical equipment? My Telecaster, I'd say. My Partscaster. It's probably the best thing I own. I don't own a lot of expensive gear because I can't afford it. But uh, I keep talking like I'm fucking living in the streets. I don't. I'm, <laughs> I haven't. I've got nowhere near as hard as most people. But uh, yeah, Telecaster. I love it. I've had it for like twelve years. It, it's the it, it envy of everybody. Everybody always sees it. it looks cool because it's all kind of beaten up and and sanded back. And people always oh, that's fucking rad. And it sounds good and it's really good to play. So that's probably the best thing I own. Excellent. Lo- last movie you saw? Uh, I love watching movies, but again, I don't get time to watch it. What was the last one I saw? Uh, it was probably something really inoffensive to watch on a Sunday because I was coming down and, and Beanie doesn't like watching violent movies. So it was probably something like, I don't know, 
some kids maybe. It, I probably it wasn't that memorable. <laughs> <laughs> I just needed something. I was very very fragile, so it was just something to placate my uh, anxiety. That's funny. I put Marvel movies on when I'm feeling yeah, fragile dude, they're on great. Sunday. They're great. It's, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah there's like there's hope. You know, oh, there is. Thanks, Captain America. Yeah, exactly. You know, mm. something, to, something to shoot for, yeah. for sure. He would be fucking getting rinsed on a Saturday night. Oh, you know? bro. Yeah. He'd be working hard to save the planet. Well, he's dead now, isn't he? He's grown old. Know. <laughs> <Who knows? laughs> yeah, he's old. Because someone else would be Captain America. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who do you love? My wife, my band, my friends, all my friends. I miss my friends, actually. It sucks. They're all hanging out tonight, and I love hanging out with them. Uh, I love hanging out with them all the time, which is not great because sometimes we end up spending time till 5 a.m. in the morning and <laughs> nearly every weekend getting toasted but I love all my friends Cinemato, Chris Kieran Tash fucking every, I'm going to be in trouble because I didn't mention everybody but everybody knows who they are Grant Warners all the Warners all the Warner, Warner affiliates all my beautiful friends you know who you are you're the fucking best oh that's lovely uh, do you have any pets? yeah I got a cat her name's Lilo she's beautiful she's a uh Beautiful little cat. She's a pain in the ass sometimes, but she just loves a cuddle, which is great. Are you useful? Yeah. Oh, man, I, I'm the most useful person in the fucking world, but I can also uh, be very useless, especially after I'm hungover and stuff like that. But I, I'm very, I'm quite, this may sound shocking, but I'm quite organized in most 90% of my life. There's a 10% that's a strong, useless cunt. <laughs> um, what's your biggest fear? Uh, open water, uh, maybe death's pretty scary. I find mm. that pretty, pretty confronting. Uh, yeah, I'd say death's pretty, that's probably one of the biggest fears or, or being alone. I think like being alone is a, is a big fear. Yeah. Dying alone. I don't know. I suppose we all die alone eventually, don't we? Yeah. Some heavy shit. Fuck man. me dead. Hey. Sorry. It didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> no, meant it was to fine. take a turn. Like I love that. it. I love it. Uh, what do you value the most? Telecaster. Uh, telecaster, yeah, yeah. Uh, friendship, I think. That's that's one of my favourite things. That's that's when all else... I don't know, it's so fucking Disney to say, but uh, friendship's the, the best thing, I think, for me. Just just people who I, who make me laugh and can make me forget about my anxieties or my my worries. Yeah, I definitely would say that's the, the most important thing. And family, obviously. But they're, they're, they're in that same category, I think. Friendship, kinship. Lovely. Um, a new one that came in from the episode with Jared Bridgman last week is can you do a voice can you do voices and what voice can you do do uh, a voice for me voice uh, can you do like an accent nah not really uh, I kind of I can kind of imitate other people like I can do Dean where he's like oh yeah oh yeah it's me Dean <laughs> like all that kind of stuff or like I've got to go to like when I'm taking the piss out of person voice like oh yeah <laughs> yeah and you're mocking someone it's made really bring them down a level that's what you sound like you fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> and you really want to cut them down oh. take them down a peg as Miles would say good mm. way to go you mm. have some good voices thank you um, anime or Disney look I hate Disney because I think they're the biggest appropriators of fucking content and have been for ages fuck them but they have a lot of cool shit anime oh, I never really got like I like the idea of anime I watched something like is, is like Studio Ghibli Ghibli is that anime Oh, it's Japanese. Yeah, oh, you throw it all in the same bloody pot, eh? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, maybe Disney, and I hate saying that because, like I said, they just like fucking it's true. rip and everybody off. Fucking ruin copyright law forever. Yeah, yeah, re yeah. Oh, uh, no one else is going to write this story, which we didn't write for I don't know 120 years now. Fuck you, you pricks. 
but they make Marvel movies, so yeah, I'm fine with that. Hmm. <laughs> and and Star Wars, which leads to the next yeah, question. Yeah, I love Star Wars. Star Wars yeah. or Star Trek? Oh, Star Wars for sure. I love Star Trek. Like, the newest Star Trek ones are cool. I love Star Wars. I'm also not one of those people that are in denial about the last bunch of movies are shit. They're shit movies, but they're Star Wars movies. Who fucking cares? It's not Shakespeare. It's just a bunch of people with lightsabers, which is what you want. Autobots or Decepticons? Ooh. I, you had to go with Autobots because you believe in, you know, the good side of shit, but man... The Decepticons were heaps cooler. One of my favorite ones was a guy who was just a tape and he would record shit. He would just looked cool as shit, but he's... Soundwave. He, he's Soundwave, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked cool as shit, but he's he's whole... He was fucking useless 90% of the time. <laughs> Unless he wanted to record the conversation Unless he was, or something. you know, part of some entrapment scheme or something. Fuck. For life. Yeah, it's not a great power. It's like that robot in Rick and Morty. He's like, you just pass butter, that's it. <laughs> you know? He's just like, what am I going to do today? You record sound. Yeah, you just record sound, buddy. Shut up. Um, are you a Batman or a Robin? Oh, I don't think either. What do you, oh, I'm a Robin to Drew sometimes um, when it comes to band stuff, but uh, I can be a Batman sometimes. I don't know. Everybody fucking thinks they're a Batman, but are we? I don't know. See, I take a stand that I am a Robin every oh, yeah. time. You happy yeah. with that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I'm not. The, the, you shouldn't be happy with that. You know. There's anything need wrong with being no, a Robin? No. Fuck no. Yeah, I think that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, it's. You're exactly right. Everyone wants to say they're Batman. Yeah, it's like, but are you? I don't know. Yeah, I'm too. I'm too happy go lucky. You're, to be you're you. Well, I admire the fact that you're like, you know what? I'm Robin. That's it. I'm not in denial mm. about this. Where most people are like, you know, I'm Batman. So like, you're not fucking Batman, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you're not Batman. You might be Adam West, but you're not Batman. Uh, what's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Uh, I was a Michelangelo fan. I was originally a Leonardo fan because I was just like, he's, you know, good and he like organizes everybody. Then I got a bit older. I was like, nah, he's a fucking nerd, which is nothing wrong with being a nerd. I shouldn't say that. That's derogatory. It, it, we're all nerds at some point, but Michelangelo was just cool. You know, he was a cool dude. Yeah. Uh, what movie could you watch every day and not get sick of? Uh, he died with a falafel in his hand, I reckon. I'd still probably get sick of it, but I, I could watch that a million times. I love it. Mm. Great movie. Good choice. Yeah. And it's heaps like, it gives me cred, you know? People are like, oh, that's real arty. Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. And Noah Taylor's like kind of shot up since then, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, he has. cool stuff. He was in uh, Tomb Raider. Going real well. Wait, which one? The reboot one? <laughs> uh, the one with Angelina Jolie. Nah. Oh, yeah. which one? Yeah, he's like a tech guy. No shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. I remember Daniel Craig's in one of them, maybe the second one. Yeah, yeah, I think he is. And yeah, I was like, oh the, shit, that's before, this is pre-Bond fucking yeah. Daniel Craig. Yeah. No, 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 Noah Taylor's in that. No. Been a few years. He was in Game of Thrones and stuff as well. Yeah, killing it. Yeah. Um, what country do you want to visit the most? Uh, I really want to go back to Canada. I love that place. I'd only been there once when I was young. Uh, I don't know. I really want to check out America. Like I've always, yeah, America maybe. I'd like to do that. There's so many. That's it's such a hard thing because it's like, man, I I could just pick a place on a, on a map and I could see something amazing so it's like I don't know there's, there's a whole world to explore there's a whole country to explore there's heaps of shit out there I don't know whatever whatever wherever I am fortunate enough to grace that's where I'm keen on the place that I either get a ticket bought for me or I just pick because I'm going there on a holiday with my wife that's where I'm keen on lovely and famous last words you got any quotes you like or is there anything uh, that uh... yeah my favourite one I've got a tattoo on me and it's again it's peak white dude but uh, uh, Bill Hicks is um, what does he call it you know, the life's a roller coaster. Just, just, it's just a ride. Yeah, life's just a ride. Yeah, I love that. The, the, let's explore space together, forever, inner and outer, in peace, or whatever it is. Yeah. I've got it on my arm. I can't fucking remember, it, but it's beautiful. It's a, the whole, the whole thing's great. 
Oh man, Bill Hicks about life. Yeah. kind of is a pretty running thread between like new metal dudes and growing up and yeah, Tool yeah. and like Tool, you know everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloody oath. Yeah, Tool were big fans. Of him, weren't they? Mm. We're friends with him. I think he made I was was a mate. I think. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, you get down. Yeah, fucking it's, it is. It's a great quote. Yeah. And uh, it's a great way to end this show, Fuck man. Yeah, that's is, great. Is there anything else you want to plug before you go? No, anything not really. No, listen to your bloody podcast. But I mean, they're going to be listening to it already. So, fuck you, Tara lady. Fuck yeah. Tell me what you do. Thank you, mate. Thanks for having me, Rory. It's been a fucking very fun time. You're always great to chat with. As a as a cr- crazy situation that this was, being like, let's just get this together, get in the car, yeah. do this right now. It worked out well. I think it's done. I think it's been really great. good. I'm no. going to convince other people that we can do it. I'll right. be like. Aaron from Total Unicorn just did it in the car. We just yeah. did it in the car before, yeah. the, before the gig. Yeah, I'm the, uh, what's that? Guinea pig. Dickhead? No, uh, James Corden on that douchebag. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you're, not like, you're not a douchebag, so. Yeah, so of. this is like a cooler version of Carpool Karaoke. Yeah. yeah, I reckon. And listeners, by this point now, we're like an hour in and uh, that car's fully fogged up. Mm, We've gone is. full Titanic style I'm in so this keen car. for a beer as well, hey, I'm so thirsty. Yeah, me too. We'll go get a beer. Let's do it. <laughs> so, bye, everybody. All right, hey, welcome to the post-ramble. Uh, we are back in the sanctum once again doing our post-ramble. and uh, feels good to be back. I hope the sound quality of the car was fine. hope you could still hear everything. Right now there is currently a plane flying over me, so hopefully you can't hear that. I'm banging on about how the sound's going to be better because we're back in the sanctum. It's just like... Anyway, um, I'm sure you probably can't hear it as much as I can and how much it's bugging me to get through this post-ramble. I'm like, fuck, you can't even get through this fucking post-ramble. Third attempt ladies and gentlemen, at the post ramble, and that one was interrupted by a plane, but I am committed to only doing three takes of this. I cannot do a fourth. So, anyway, Aaron, Streetfield, super stoked that he got to come on the show. I um, wanted to come on before the show was even a thing. That winter solstice event that Total Unicorn played at would have been like mid last year, and I think, if I remember correctly, we were talking about it just happening on Matt's episode, the first episode of Fuck you, Tara Lady. If anyone's asking um, why if certain podcatchers, certain podcasting apps have Matt Cleary's episode two, that is not the case. Um, I mean, we did do originally uh, a, an unaired episode that kind of sucked. So we just waited until I got new mics, even though I didn't have a mic stand yet. So I had one mic stand and the other one was taped to the table, which fell off like within seconds of trying to record the first episode. But it still sounded better than the one previously just on the Zoom. And... That wasn't even uploaded. No, if that's what you're thinking. Oh, you had that up and then you deleted it down. No, when I logged into the Podbean server thing that I used to update the podcast, there was like an already a built-in episode that was like, welcome to Podbean. It was like this stupid 30-second thing. And then I deleted it off, obviously, because I don't want that in my podcast feed or whether it's going to be there or not. I don't know. But I think they'd be surprised. I think they probably know because they'd be surprised by the amount of people that would forget to delete that and would just live there and be probably advertising for them or something. Anyway, um, so I had to delete that. And then when I put up Matt, it was episode two. And I was like, oh, so it's kind of skewed this whole thing. Kind of skewed this whole number as well. Hey, also, fun, sneaky fact. I also called this episode 19 when I introduced it with Aaron. And I don't know why in my mind I jumped (laughs) to 19, but it was 18. So I literally had to go back into my car, record the word 18 and then put it over the top of what I said previously. So if you didn't notice that little jump in bad 
audio editing, go back and listen again because I've snipped that out and then put this little thing in. Hopefully, you are none the wiser and hopefully the sound of the microphones and matching it with the same room sound of being in the car again. I went back in the car, ladies and gentlemen, and re-recorded my little dialogue because if I did it in here, it would definitely sound different. Um, anyway, that's just a little behind-the-scenes stuff of the show. Um, <laughs> if anyone gives a fuck. Um, but yeah, Aaron, fucking legend, came, met him at that gig and then met him afterwards, had a good party with him. I was like, oh, he's got to come on the podcast for sure. He's great. And uh, it was really good. We've tried to do it a couple of times. Um, they played with cancer bats down here, but I was just getting back from Korea and I was like, oh man, okay, well, maybe we'll have to try the next time. And then, you know, there'd been some off again, on again kind of stuff, but that's what happens when you're a dude in Sydney and I'm a dude in Melbourne. So I'm glad it all worked out the way it did. I'm really appreciative of Aaron coming on the show and being such a good sport and like jumping in the car and just like, he was straight into it. He literally like loaded in and then just like ran outside, jumped in the car and we were just on it, you know, like straight away. And I was still fiddling around with microphones and cables and hoping that everything would go right in my car, but he was just ready to get cracking. So thank you, Aaron, for that. That's really lovely of you to um, to come on and, and give, us, give us a bit of your time and have a bit of a chin wag and, and be so open about, you know, what's going on. And I, I appreciated that. There was a real um, honesty to Aaron's, podcast it was just like yeah man he's just talent like it is you know maybe it was just because he was a bit drunk who knows <laughs> but i really did appreciate him kind of just talking about things the way it was and i guess that probably is what i think i like the most about it, is that he was so gracious about being in the band and playing with the people he's played with and you know the, the connections and the friendships he's made through bands and that's really sweet and i think that maybe we lose sight of that sometimes you know maybe it's like lots of different things would urge you or, or what's the word if you're going to get fucking coaxed into being in a band there'd be a lot of reasons to do it a lot of things that probably aren't going to pan out that way because the world doesn't work the way that we think it does on tv so the fact that he gets to play shows and gets to travel around and gets to see cool bands and play with them and be friends with people like pagan who invited them down for these last shows like there's something kind of real special about that you know i guess there's something special about I guess this podcast in general. Fun fact. So on the way to, so I, we did the recording. I was just there in my regular, you know, Joe Saturday afternoon mowing the lawn clothes because we kind of like tried to get organized before the bands and all stuff started. Anyway, so I'm just in my lawn mowing clothes and we go do the podcast and I drive back home so I don't have a whole bunch of podcasting gear in my car at the show and obviously I need to get changed because I smelled like grass clippings. Um, and on the way back through, I had a really lovely Uber driver and we were talking about, um, my podcast because it came up. I don't just talk to fucking every Uber driver about my podcast listeners. If that's something that you think eh, you, it's pretty accurate in the way that I guess my ego operates, but no, it was definitely came up naturally in the conversation. I think he said, how have you been? Blah, blah, blah. Like, what have you been up to today? And I was like, oh, I was just out doing a thing and I've just come back and I'm going into the city and then. Uh, I don't know how it came up now. I'm like stressing because now I have to like think on my feet because it's like, oh no, because if you don't give a good answer, Rory, they're just going to be like, you just brought it up. You just brought it up, didn't you? No, I didn't. I didn't. We were talking about Joe Rogan and stuff, I think, and then uh, talking about, oh, I think we talked about Joe Rogan because of my podcast. Anyway, fuck yous. Um, we ended up talking about my podcast and he's like, oh, who do you interview? And I'm like, well, I mainly interview people in bands because that's just kind of who my friends are and I find them quite fascinating. And then he was kind of like, what's fascinating about people in bands? And I was like, well, for one, they don't make any money and they spend all their money on music and then they spend all their money to travel around playing music. And then if they're lucky, they might break even. 
but you know it's it's not d- done for this like notion of like I'm gonna get fucking signed and be worth a million dollars like this old school idea of the music industry whereas like you know any like you mentioned you mentioned the chats done pretty well you know there's other bands around our little stratosphere that you know doing quite well for themselves hopefully making a bit of money on merch and not having to pay for their own flights to go to shows you know like that's that's kind of where you want to be at so i think that's the fascinating thing and aaron is one of those guys who is clearly doing it for the love of it and the love of his mates and being the being the guy you know like i was watching him i was like front of stage at at their show just before pagan and i was just watching him play was phenomenal he's an amazing player he's got a real intensity and the whole band itself is so fun to watch live as you would imagine if you haven't seen total unicorn live you got to see it you just have to see it it's not really like something you can listen to um as we talked about on the podcast not something i would necessarily listen to um you know just on a you know fun monday morning it's a bit intense for that but uh you know they've got their fans and every time i think someone sees them live they're going to get another one because that's just the kind of energy they bring so it was really good to be there see them operate like that um drew and dean and myers all amazing players in their own fields and it's amazing to watch all these guys do their top tier shit but all at once and that may not necessarily sync up perfectly sometimes but you know in that band it works when it doesn't so it was really fucking cool to see them play um really cool to see him play in a tight packed venue where no one's got anyone to run like there's nowhere to run because <laughs> there was a couple people at the front and i feel like a total unicorn show would usually be you'd try and like st- stay back in case something goes down but there was nowhere to go in this in this tiny venue at the curtain so it was kind of cool they were forced to just be like right there anyway so it was a great night it was great to um have a couple of beers with the guys and uh hopefully try and get a couple more of totally unicorn uh on the show in the future all of them everyone's got a fantastic story to tell in that band i'm sure and stuff that could be fun to can use as conjecture with other people in the band as well so maybe next time total unicorn come down i'll snag another one or two or three i don't know depends on how much time we have anyway big fan of the band uh follow at fuck you tarot lady on instagram i have not done facebook since last week it's been a crazy week and i will make that excuse to not go near social media especially the blue one Ugh. um I use Messenger though. That's pretty fucking handy. Uh, anyway, what I'm saying is at Fucky Tarot Lady on Instagram. Um, search F-U-T-L for the podcast. That's what you tell people. If anyone asks you, <laughs> listeners, you're already listening, so you already know. You already know how to find my podcast. But if you don't, um, or if your friends don't, tell them to search F-U-T-L. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple. It's on most of the podcast apps. So, um, yeah, F-U-T-L. Just tell them. Tell them to search for that and maybe I can get a couple more listeners because the only way that I've had listeners grow so far has been via the bands or the people I have on sharing the post and just by kind of natural natural growth, which is kind of wild to see and it's really exciting. But um, it'd be really cool to see it to jump a little bit more because I want, I want people to listen to this, man. I thought about it today. I was like, oh, I've got to record that post ramble. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. But you listeners, you'd be thinking... Wow, you know, fuck, who gives a shit? That's so easy. Just like sit, no, I got to unplug stuff and plug things in and put it in the laptop and edit it up and listen to my own voice and be like, fuck, did you talk too much? You, you rambled heaps in that post ramble, Rory. You suck. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. Mental and physical barriers getting in the way of getting this sorted. So um, it'd be great for that to kind of feel like it's paying off even more, which it already is. Don't even get me started. Like I'm, uh, I'm not trying to say I'm not grateful of what, what's happened so far with the podcast it's a very new podcast we've only got like dude i get into podcasts when we've got like 500 episodes you know like they've had 500 episodes of a thing and they've been going for like eight years and then i'm like oh this is like pretty good <laughs> and then you just start now it's like fuck so uh thank you every each and every single one of you for listening it's amazing and seeing the little stats pop up and they grow each week and 
it's just really fascinating and really exciting and i'm glad that we're building something hopefully i'm doing something right hopefully you guys are enjoying the show and you're liking all the guests that are coming on and hopefully there'll be someone coming on soon that's a friend of yours or maybe it's you if you want to come on the podcast hit me up and we'll do it because yeah I'm, I'm having a really great time doing them uh, i really am so it'd be fantastic for you to spread the word maybe give us a follow on instagram maybe like some of the posts that'd be really awesome thanks so much guys have a great rest of your week and i'll hopefully be back with another one very soon